0: How many are blessed this morning? Yes. You know, it's, it's interesting. Your blessing comes actually from your mouth. <laughs> Sometimes we're wanting God to just bless us. I don't know why God's not blessing me like he's blessing somebody else. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto God that brings blessing into our life. And so what a wonderful thing to be able to, to bless God today. Don't you like that song, I, I'll, I'll keep blessing you? All the time, no matter looks like, no matter what it looks like around us, we can just bless God. Um, I was blessed this this last week to be able to go be with my my mom. Just turned 86 uh, this last week, and so my, my siblings were up there. My my wife just blesses me in so many ways, and she, and uh, half the time I'm I'm not even thinking about stuff, and she says, "Hey, go be with your mom." And so I go, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. And so uh, I got to be up there, and we had snow almost every day. And and um, well, I tell you what, it's nice to do the snow and come back to Texas. You know, it's, it's like it's kind of nice to to get both, have your cake and eat it too a little bit, right? Because uh, because snow up there is better than snow that we had down here. It's it's kind of fun, you know, and you're ready for it and whatnot. Um, but there's there's things that we encounter that that. Uh, help us. And I was helped this last week by just being around my family, hearing stories and just talking and stuff. And you know what? Our soul needs something beyond what we are for us to be able to see things the way, the way they really are. And so ministry is is what we get in the presence of God what we have here this morning. Um I I've, I I know um I don't know if it was in, in rehearsal this morning or even during worship today. How we perceive God has everything to do with how we receive. Who's, who said that? I think, I think Melanie maybe said that in prayer today. Uh, yeah, Lindsay was praying that way, and then Melanie talked about it too. And, and you know, um, it is so critical. Uh, I heard a story this last week about, um, I think it was Scott and Sue uh, went to this big church. And, uh, and they went into the church, and nobody said anything to them. And uh, they were going there to minister. Nobody said anything to them. They, they uh, you know, sat through the service, and then they got up to minister. And they said it was just amazing how differently they were treated after they got up to minister. <laughs> how, we're, how we are perceived has everything to do with how we're received. We, us. You know, I had that happen to me. I, I, I was a worship leader at a church, and sometimes when you're up on the platform, people think there's something different about you. They see you in a different way, you know. And, and so I had been doing that, and you know, when you walk down, the aisle, people kind of, oh, that's the guy up on the platform. You know, it's like, whatever. But it was interesting to, to I, I, I had a little uh, reprieve from that for a while, and I worked out in the parking lot. And this church was was a large park, you know, uh, place, and it was kind of in a business area. And so we would go, like, you know, over to the next building, and there would be a parking lot over there. And you greet people when they get out of their car. People get out of their car, they didn't look at me like they did when they thought I was up on the platform. They just kind of walked past you, you know, it's like, who are you? <laughs> and to be blessed by somebody, you have to be impressed by them also. So th- that's what we're about here is to, To to magnify the Lord with me. And the more he's magnified, the more I will be ministered to by him. If anything takes place here this morning, it has nothing to do with flesh. It has nothing to do with a person in themselves. If anybody does anything that will touch anybody's heart, bring life to anybody, it's by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? And so there has to be this magnifying of this ministry of the Holy Spirit. You know, he's here right now to touch you in a way that no doctor can ever touch you. Amen? That no book in itself can give you. It's the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk again, I might have another one after this, about the ministry of the Holy Spirit because... He wants to do things in our lives that will cause us... You know, it doesn't matter how much God has put inside of us. When he's looking at us right now, what does he see? He never walks past us with indifference. He sees in us the value that he saw when he gave his son for us. Amen? And so... uh, there's this equipping inside of us that will require us seeing ourselves the way God sees us. Yeah. That can never happen if we're just sitting around waiting for it to happen. Yeah. It's something that comes by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, you've experienced this, um, if you've operated in this at all. Um, you respond, and God's, God says this in, in the Word. He says, just open your mouth, and I'll fill it. And you'll be something that you didn't see yourself being before that. So uh, I want to talk about the change that takes place, that God wants to do in our life. He wants, you know, if God's going to do, Jesus said, these works in greater will you do. Because I go to my Father, but how, how does that happen? You're going to have to be this, Oh person that doesn't rip their mic off for one thing. You're, you're going to have to be this, this person that you don't perceive yourself to be right now. <laughs> you're going to need the Holy Spirit. Boy, did I mess it up? Okay. You're going to need the Holy Spirit to help you with this. Is it okay? Okay. Um, and you're going to have to recognize and anticipate and desire the, the help that the Holy Spirit will make you to be. He'll change you. Amen? And if God's going to see the world, let's just all admit it, we're going to have to change. (laughs) We're going to have to be something else than we are right now. Amen? Now, it's like we talked about last week. We're already perfect in him. We're already complete in Christ. Right? Right? But there's something about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he does something to you that causes you to be perceived differently by the world. So this is Palm Sunday, and there was a celebration that took place in the week before Jesus went all alone almost to the cross. And so many of the things that Jesus did was because he was completing a prophecy that went before. So he's going down the street. And, you know, most of these people were people that were impressed by him. They're the ones that heard the social media and the news channel that actually did talk about what he did. (laughs) You know, it has everything to do with what you're exposing yourself to by what you decide to do with your life, right? So these people, he's going down the street. Most of these people were the ones that knew about Lazarus. They knew about Lazarus, and you know what? That, that was amazing. You know the story of Lazarus. I mean, he's dead for three days, you know? <laughs> he comes up out of the grave with all his clothes on. That's an amazing story, and people that didn't even know who Jesus was all of a, all of a sudden became very impressed by him and he comes in he comes in riding on a donkey and they start you know celebrating him hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord the week before he's going to be crucified <laughs> and when it comes to men's perception of us it's very fickle has to do has everything to do with the latest story about you and so is your perspective. This is where we need, and what did Jesus do? Even when, he was, even when he was going down that procession and everybody's celebrating him, all the while he's not impressed by this because the Holy Spirit is ministering sanity to him that he doesn't get caught up in this. This is not his destiny. They think he's coming to do something other than, than what he's going to do. In that time, Martha comes, right, cares for him. And then he goes into the garden to pray, and he's totally, <laughs> I thought about it this way. This is Jesus, something that he had cared for his life for 33 years to the, to the nth degree, to this life that he was now going to give up. And he's in the garden crying, and you think, man, Jesus should be able to, to fulfill his purpose on his own. You know, Jesus didn't. He needed the Holy Spirit to make it to the cross. In the face of all kinds of adversity coming against him, the people that he had looked up to all his life—the religious people—he would looked up to them, the leaders of the temple and everything. I mean, he knew that they were off, you know, off. But but he had looked up to them. He had he had sat and 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 talked about the word with them. And now, they were crucifying him. And he's, all this time, there was this transformation, though, that even in the garden, all alone, praying, uh, blood coming out of his pores, because it was such a traumatic thing to him, he was going to have to present himself as guilty. to, To fulfill his purpose. He was going to have to do that. This whole week of, you know, this is Palm Sunday, but there was a week that followed that that was, man, this is anguish for him. He couldn't do, he couldn't fulfill the change that he needed to accomplish without the Holy Spirit. And, you know, there's going to be things sometimes that we have to go through. That we're going to have to take a different position than what we saw ourselves. We can't be that person that's leaning on the world. We can't be that person that is fellowshipping with the world. Amen? And so we're going to require the Holy Spirit to to shake us from this thing that, that we're not. And for God to show us who we really are. Amen? So in Jesus' final week before the crucifixion, the continual... And identity-challenging influence of people was offset by the identity-preserving ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, what's, what's interesting, what we'll find what Jesus says about this, is everything that Jesus did, he did as, a, as an example for us that we could follow. He said, you need to follow me. <laughs> and, and, and the power of the Holy Spirit that he drew on to minister to him in his most difficult times. Amen? So, he's having all this stuff coming against him from a natural realm that if he didn't have the Holy Spirit, he would have succumbed to it. But he accessed that power, and he was able to overcome and fulfill his purpose. Aren't you thankful for that? (laughs) So John 12 this is, this is the story of that. It says, the next day, a great crowd had come from the festival, heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. So here, here he is being celebrated as actually something that was not their perception. Does that make sense? They thought he was coming to deliver them from the Romans, to set up an earthly kingdom, right? And he actually needed help. In his humanity, he could have gotten caught up in that. That would have felt pretty good. He's working three years to establish his ministry. And finally, they're celebrating him. <laughs> but all the while, he's, he's, he's aware of, of what he's actually going to have happen that week. And the Holy Spirit is already establishing in him an identity that's undaunted by celebrations, by rejections, by persecutions. Amen? And it kept him in an identity. So you go down a little bit further here and in the verses in between. It was talking about that these were those people that were so impressed with the miracles that he did. But then he begins to say... What he's going to do. It's when you are naturally, it's it's when you, <laughs> it's when who you are naturally is planted in the soil of your new creation, that Jesus is glorified by the power of the spirits working through you. Can I say that again? This is actually a very good statement, if you can make it all the way through, all right? <laughs> because we're going to see this verse and this is what Jesus is talking about. He's he's telling what's going to happen to him coming up pretty soon and he has this awareness that came by the Holy Spirit. Did you know that information doesn't do you good unless the spirit is coming to impart its reality in your heart so that you can have transformation in your in your presentation and who you are. Amen. So Jesus says this he says it's <laughs> let me just say my statement first and then I'll say what Jesus says it's when you, who you are naturally is planted what does that what does it take to plant something you have to let it die in the ground okay so when who you are when your perspective of who you are and we're all challenged in this it keeps us in any area of our life it keeps us from fulfilling our full potential a, a skewed perception of who we really are, right? But when you take who you are and you allow it to die in the reality of the new creation that you've been made to be in Christ, He is actually glorified by the power of the Spirits working through you. So when you when you take who you are and, and you allow the work that Jesus is doing for For who you are to be planted in it. For it to die. And for now it's no longer I that lives. But it's Christ that lives in me. Now what happens is the Holy Spirit is activated. To transform how you are perceived to yourself. And to the world around you. As not just somebody anymore. But a changed person. By the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's look at this. I'll validate that a little bit by what Jesus says. John 12, 23, Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Crucifixion does not sound like being glorified, does it? This is something that requires the Holy Spirit. Until we die, Jesus doesn't get to live in us. And, and, until, until our perception of ourself, is, is this too much today? No. This, this is good, isn't it? <laughs> until, until our perception is adjusted to Christ in us, the hope of glory, amen? Jesus came to be glorified in us. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Now, Jesus is talking about himself. We get to live because he gave up his life. But there's a very similar principle in what he's calling us to do because he says, anyone who loves their life, what does it take to love your life? To be so impressed with what you think you are that you're going to hold on to it and not allow it to become something else. This is the challenge. I think Pastor Kim alluded to it here today. God is continually calling us to not say, this is who I am. Don't ask me to do something else. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to say, you know what? You might want to raise your voice a little bit to be effective. You might want to do something that you haven't done before. I'm going to lead you. How are we going to become this person that God has made us to be if we're holding on to a cloud of oppression, if we're holding on to, you know, all these things and say, well, that's just who I am. No, it's not. Until that dies, Christ can't live. Amen? Amen? Anyone who loves their life will lose it. That thing that we're holding on to that we think is us, <laughs> if we could only see how it dying would produce so much more fruit yeah. in Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you can see this as an advantage. This is not a condemnation. Let's don't let's don't feel condemned at all, okay? This is opportunity. This, Jesus is not condemning us. He's saying, no, I'm coming to give you an opportunity to not just be whoever you think you are, but to come and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to rest on you, to transform what you think you're capable of doing, to actually do something that's by the Holy Spirit. As long as you're limited to what you think you can do, you'll never do what the Holy Spirit is calling you to do. Amen. So anyone who loves their life will lose it. He gives us the demonstration of it. He says, he he took himself to the cross. And this was not an easy thing. Sometimes this is not going to be an easy thing. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because I must die. Who I am must die. And the beauty of this. Is there is a there's a treasure, a heavenly treasure in each side, inside of each one of us that is the ministry of Jesus to a dying world that will never be seen as long as what we think we are is held on to. <laughs> this is a powerful truth this morning that we've already prayed for the Holy Spirit to help us with, that we need the Holy Spirit just in this, don't we? I mean, this is kind of farmed out, like they said in the, in the 70s. <laughs> okay. Whoever serves me must follow me. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Sometimes we say, follow, I will follow thee, my Lord. Follow every passing day. Anybody remember that song? Okay. <laughs> my tomorrows are all known to thee. Thou will keep me all the way. What? <laughs> Man I'm really getting old are <laughs> <Okay. laughs> But sometimes you know we think Oh just, Jesus I just want to follow you And you know what he's asking us to do This is right before he's going to the cross He said I need you to follow me in what I'm doing We don't have to go to a cross Thank goodness yeah. But we have to die <laughs> Right "Whoever," Because so, he just said that He said if you love your life you lose it if you let go of your life, if you plant it in the ground, if, if it becomes like a seed, it will begin to produce stuff that you could never produce, as long as whoever that person is you think you are, right? Yeah. And where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Man, this is a powerful thing, isn't it? Amen? We need the Holy Spirit for this. This is not a religious concept. This isn't something that we self-flagellate, we we have to hurt ourselves, no, no, no. It's an identity that now I am in Christ. (laughs) But that death to the old man has to be a continual process in us. Amen? It's a beautiful thing, we saw it last week. We're actually growing up in love. Boy, that was wonderful. See, the Holy Spirit helps us to actually take the form of who we are, but then we need the Holy Spirit on a regular basis for us to be walking in the Spirit, looking like Jesus. Amen. And thank goodness that's going to be a transformation. <laughs> we don't just say that who who you who I am is who you get. No. <laughs> Who I am is going to be by my choice, by my decision, by my passion, filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes, amen. Yeah. Not just to claim that he's in there somewhere that you have to look real hard to find. <laughs> right? Oh, no, he, he's, he's all over me. Amen? So let's just look at how this happens a little bit. In the reception of the Spirit's declaration was preparation for its transformation. I, we need a, just one more shun in there, don't we? <laughs> in the reception of the Spirit's declaration was preparation for its transformation. Okay, if you don't get that, I don't know, something's wrong with you. All right. So what happened? How does, how does this happen? Even what we're doing right now. Jesus said, "My my words are spirit and they are life. Here's the problem, if we're sitting around just watching Netflix, Fox News, CNN, especially MSNBC even, and more especially, <laughs> what is happening to us? There's a spirit involved with that too. There's a spirit in everything that we're being exposed to. And it's either taking us to a place of transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit, or it's squelching it in a worldly identification that has no ability to become anything that represents God. Amen? So just being here today, you're at a big advantage. Why? Because we're reading from the Word of God. I believe I'm anointed by God. I, I'm putting a I'm putting a strong demand on that. It's God, I can't do anything. I'm telling you what. Right now, I'm a demonstration of what I'm talking about because I could just sit around all the time, all by myself, in my natural perception of myself. Honestly, sometimes I'm thinking, God, I don't have anything. To uh, my wife asked me, "Do you have anything?" Well, <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Yes, I do. Right? But you know what? Until you until you take until you receive from the Holy Spirit. And then respond. There's two things that we're going to need to do. We're going to need to humble ourselves to receive of the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to have to act on what we are told. And when you begin to act on that, you're going to become somebody that you weren't before. We're going to see how this happened to Saul. How many know about King Saul? You know, this guy, he was the guy you would choose. He's that guy in the gym that I always think, "Wow, how do they ever get that big?" You know, it's like (laughs) I could lift all the time, you know, and take all the supplements and do all the other stuff, and I I just guys are just they just come out of the womb, you know, with a destiny like that. It's like (laughs) it's not fair, right? (laughs) But it's amazing, as as wonderfully as you think you are formed in yourself. And you know, this is true with a lot of people like that, that they still have a problem with who they think they are. And they might be acting all cocky and everything else, but there's, <laughs> they have a problem. And Saul kind of had this issue. So the Spirit of the Lord, and this is Samuel talking to him. Remember, Samuel, this is amazing what Samuel did with this. Samuel had to lay down his life just to come up with a king. Because he said, God is your king. Why are you choosing a man? And, and God said, no, you're going to help help them have a king. And so Samuel had to humble himself and say, no, Saul is your king. And not only did he do that, he trained him and he, and he, he spoke powerful things over him by the Spirit. And you'll see what happened to Saul because Saul's, Saul's problems would rise up later on because he didn't maintain that dependence on the Spirit But you can see what will happen to even a man like Saul. Even a Matthew McConaughey. You know, it's like, how wonderful can somebody be? You know, it's like. So Samuel's talking to Saul, though. and, And you know what? Even in his physical glory, he was going to need some affirmation from the peop- uh, coming from the people to validate him as their king from God. You know, you can wear a, a placard, you can wear a, a bracelet, you can wear all the junk saying Jesus is my Lord and everything else, but the world's going to have to have some validation that goes beyond anything that you can think you're doing on a natural level. And a worship night that's just smoke and mirrors is going to do nothing unless there is something beyond that. Amen? So what does Samuel say to him? And this is very powerful. God is saying stuff to us that we have to take it personal. And then we need to respond as if it's true in our life, right? The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. And you will prophesy. With him, he's talking. He said, You're going to go along this road. This is amazing prophecy that Samuel did, right? He said, You're going to go along this road and you're going to run into some prophets and they're going to be going along prophesying. He says, You're going to join them. So, so this isn't his gig, this is not what he's been working on all his life. You know, this is what he, not what he's been dreaming about for himself. Yeah. But when the Holy Spirit comes on you powerfully, you be you become changed into another person, yeah. amen. What is the purpose of the glory of God? We want the glory of God. We want the glory of God. Oh, so we can just sit and look at it. What's the purpose? Those who behold the glory, really behold the glory, what happens to them? They are changed. They are changed from glory to glory. How? By the Spirit. By this it's a ministry Of the spirit that when you, it's not people that are just looking at, no, beholding it. Allowing it to to penetrate who they are. Amen? Getting lost in that vision. You will be changed into a different person. Who you think you are will no longer be who you are. Okay? So you go down just a little ways. When he and his servant arrived at Gibeah, a procession of prophets met him, just like Samuel said they would. And the Spirit of God came powerfully upon him. Who did? The Spirit came powerful. How was he able? He became a different person, how? By the Holy Spirit. This was a ministry of the Holy Spirit, something that he could never do. In all his Matthew McConaughey-ness. I hope he doesn't hear this. Okay, <laughs> maybe maybe it would do him some good. Yeah, it would do him some good. All right, <laughs> and what happened? He joined with them. He became somebody that he wasn't. You know, if the world's going to get touched by the power of the Holy Spirit, if there's going to be a move of the Spirit that we long for, it's not going to be us just sitting in our closet praying for it. It's going to be us being changed. Us. Amen. <laughs> and we're going to need the Holy Spirit. We're going to have to hunger and thirst for these things and actually access the gift that we've already been given by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's going to have to take more than just a mumble here and a mumble there. <laughs> There's going to have to be a hunger and a desire. You know, I've been praying lately like this and it's like, man, I just can't stop. There's just like this I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a burden or what, but it's like I can't just and it's not making me feel like I'm any better in myself, but you know what's happening is there's an equipping by the spirit that just goes way be- this doesn't make us any better in ourselves. Yeah. it does we're I'm still this you know guy from eastern Colorado, you know that you know there's but it doesn't do any good to start diminishing no we we say who am I in Christ? And we need the Holy Spirit for this and if we're gonna, this sermon's good, but we, we have to do something with it. Yeah. Amen? That's right. That's right. There's power in this. When all those who had formerly known him, it's kind of like that, you know, my brother, brother and his wife going into the, they, they knew him as just a guest that was kind of, didn't even matter. They found out who he was. They had just known Saul. They said, now he's somebody else saw him prophesying with the prophets, they asked each other, what is this that has happened to the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? You know, if, if it's not even observable by your family <laughs> that you're full of the Holy Spirit, you know, <laughs> what, what, what good is it, does it do to claim this, right? It's going to have to be noticed in some way. Amen? All right. So let's just look in Acts. I don't, I don't have a whole lot more here, but this is good. Amen? Because I want us to be challenged in this. What What are we taking on when we receive, when, when we have a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit? It, it's amazing. We can have, it, it's something that our perception is adjusted. When we talk to the Father God from everything Everything comes from Him. Jesus is our Savior. He's, we have fellowship with Him. And then the Holy Spirit, there's this other side where we have to be, allow Him to minister to us the change that is necessary. Amen? There is a walk of victory. There is a walk of liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. But there has to be reception of this truth When it's spoken, and then action that takes place. I just want to go back to Saul just real quick. What did he have to do? Samuel said, you're going to go do this. He had to walk it out. He had to respond to what he heard. And, And when he did, he was actually in a position of reception for it because he had already been spoken that it was going to take place. God's spoken things for our life. He wants to speak more. When you get in the Spirit, when you get full of the Spirit, He's going to begin to speak other things to you. And you're going to find yourself in that position that He's called you to. And you're just going to step into it. Amen? We want this, don't we? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That sounds a whole lot like Saul, doesn't it? Just what we were looking at. And you will be my witnesses. Well, I just thought I—I uh, I just thought I was a computer programmer. I just thought I was. <laughs> I got a job for you. What in the world is a witness? <laughs> well, you're going to have to be changed to be a witness. It's going to have to be something that is not just who you think you are anymore. A witness is somebody that has been with Jesus. right in the power of the Holy Spirit amen right this is gonna you're gonna have to change and you know what this it's like it's like Paul said about this the guy that was probably the most full he said I thank I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all And, and yet he said I just don't even feel like I'm even close yet so I still have to press towards this to somehow grasp what has already been gotten for me. <laughs> you know, and, and and as long as you're in that in that frame of mind in that in that desperation mode, you're right where God wants you. Amen. As, as long, but as soon as you sit back and you say, "Well, man, I, I was gloriously saved and filled the Holy Ghost twenty year ago, and that was wonderful. That was wonderful." Man, if we could only go back to that same song that we sang that night. <laughs> you know what I mean? And no, no, a witness is somebody that just has just been with God, has the Spirit upon them. He so said, You're gonna have the Holy Spirit come upon you, right? And you'll be changed. You'll be a witness here wherever you're at. And then you won't be satisfied with that. You're gonna have to say, I have to go, I'm gonna follow the Spirit's leading. As I go other places. Amen? What are we doing when we're doing this? We're following Jesus. He said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to die to yourself and come alive to Christ. That's when you're a witness. And it requires the Holy Spirit coming on you. Amen? So, and we're going to get into this a little bit going forward. But there's power in what comes out of our mouths and the Lord, why do we need help in an area? Why do we need ministry? Because we lack. Because we're weak. And Paul, he got, he got completely around the denial of weakness. And he said, no, I, I glory in, in things that I can't do because I know that's when God is going to come do it. It makes a way. As soon as long as we have an attitude of I require the Holy Spirit in order to do this, yeah. then we're going to get the Holy Spirit to help us. As long as we think, no, we got it handled. And so how does the Holy Spirit come and begin to minister to us? He ministers to us by sounds. He'll 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 speak things to us. Amen? So, Paul's talking about this. He says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I thought you were just supposed to get over this weakness stuff by just confessing it. I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong. The declaration of God's power in your weakness is a is a reception of the Holy Spirit's uh, power upon you. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest, where? On me. He's come to abide inside of us. But the more we're desperate for him, I must have you. That's like that song. I used to have a hard time singing that. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. This is my daily bread. This is my daily. I'm desperate for you. I thought, well, he's already there. Why do you have to be? No, you have to be. It's for those who hunger and thirst that get the change they desire. Amen? That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I know it doesn't say a whole lot here about the Holy Spirit, but this is where we're going to go going forward because what does the Holy Spirit want to come and do? He wants to speak strength. He wants to speak a solution. He wants to do this, and he will impart it through us. Somebody in our life needs the strength that we will impart to them. Somebody in our life Will impart the strength that we need yeah. by the Holy Spirit as we humble ourselves and think that God and, and realize that God didn't call us to be an island, He called us to be part of a body. That's right. That's right. Amen? How, was, how does the Holy Spirit work? Well, He, he does come upon us, but Saul did the Holy Spirit came upon Saul because he had been exposed to Samuel already. Mm-hmm. Amen? God is going to help us in the area of our weakness where we need his help. Where we're crying out, our soul is crying out for help. I, I could use some testimonies right now, right? It, ha- it, ha- it happens for us, doesn't it? You know, when you say, can you help me? Can you sit down and talk with me? And we pray, and we, and we draw on the Holy Spirit to come upon us. And what happens? There's a lifting of the Spirit. There's a lifting of the power of the weakness to to destroy you, and there's a rising of the Spirit's change to take you through it, beyond it, for the glory of God. So when I'm thinking of Jesus saying, I'm about to be glorified, <laughs> I think that was an eternal statement. How was he glorified? He's glorified in us. Jesus went to the cross for us, didn't he? How was he glorified in us? When we receive of his Holy Spirit that he gave us. He said, I have to leave so the Holy Spirit can come. And what happens? We receive of that and we become part of a body. And now it's all about joint meaning joint. A supply. What is it? That? That's by the Holy Spirit. You don't just do that because you think it's a good idea to have a social club. It's a work of the Spirit. It's a ministry of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need him. There's weakness in our life that we need. You know, the, the, the strongest entities, I, I, you know, it just comes to mind. How y'all doing? You doing good this morning? All right. Encourage me a little bit, all right. <laughs> I'm thinking of a, of a SEAL team. You know, you're thinking of, the, of, these, of these men. They are desperate for what each other brings to the team they require it don't they as amazing as they are alone they are helpless alone they require each other each, each one of them has a function there's a radio man there's an explosive man you know and they and they require that and they don't leave the man on the field they they take they, take they they're desperate for what they can only be together That's why Jesus' last prayer for for us, he said, "Father, make them one, like we're one, because they cannot make it on their own." And and I'm sending the Holy Spirit so that the Spirit can make them one in what? What are we one in? In the Spirit, we are one in the Spirit. Boy, you're getting a whole concert here with this, right? (laughs) We are one in the. No, it's true. Okay, so I, um, I just want to end with this. And I like the amplified version because I think it helps. It helps us in this. So, so you know, Paul says, I glory in my weaknesses. I glory in those things. And so many times we, there, there needs to be a perception of who we really are. We're not just made to be a reception of the Holy Spirit. You know, you think of it this way, water flows into a pool, and it becomes stagnant if there's not an outflow, right? And all it does is get to be nasty. It doesn't help us to just be receivers of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. There's an identity we take on. As soon as we are ministered to the Holy Spirit, we become a minister of the Holy Spirit. Amen? In fact, the ability for the Holy Spirit to come upon, what did what happened in Saul was he began to prophesy things about God. It came out of him. What happened on the day of Pentecost? The evidence of them receiving of it became a ministry to those all around them. You know, up until that point, they were in hiding, weren't they? You can say, well, they were waiting in the room like you told them to. But they were actually a bunch of hiders, too. They became something that they weren't. They became something that they weren't when the Holy Spirit came upon them. And it wasn't just for them. It enabled them to become a minister. You don't receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit without becoming a changed person. First of all, you become a witness. And then you become a minister. So we know this guy, he, he's a rap singer, and he calls himself Minister. Minister, What's his real name? I don't know what his real name is. <laughs> that might, he might have just changed it to that. I don't know. <laughs> but he's really cool. He goes to all the Mark's meetings, sits on the front row, and and but we, in the identity that we get from Christ, in this changed uh being in this transformation from our glory to his glory. When we put our seed in the, in, the, in the soil of who he is. We come up and we cannot fail to be a minister. <laughs> a tree bears fruit after its own kind, doesn't it? What did Jesus say? If you abide in me, my words abide in you, you're going to bear Fruit. You're going to be a minister. Yeah. You can go ahead and call yourself minister if you like. <laughs> right? But all things are from God who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself. What is the wonderful thing about this? This is, this is what glorifies Jesus. That's why he came is to cause us to be able to be in fellowship with God again. You know what this world needs right now? They don't need fixing what they're doing. They need fellowship with God. They need to, their heart all, is desperate to know God. You know, and, and somebody said this about somebody that, that considers themselves an atheist. They said, uh, they said to the atheist, they said, um, uh, I understand that you don't believe in God, but don't you miss him? Because he's there anyway, Right? I should remember who that was, but I, I thought that was pretty cool. But what the world needs right now is to get back with, to the one that their heart is longing for. Yeah. And if we're going to be the one to take them there, yeah. we need change. We need change. We can't be caught up in a bunch of oppression from the world. We can't be caught up in sin. We can't be caught up in depression. Oh, you just need to know Jesus. He's just gonna fix everything. I'm somehow, I'm just overwhelmed by the world, but I know he'll fix you. <laughs> Why are we called to victory to be more than overcomers? to be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit to become a minister? Amen? But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us in favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us. Huh. Again, this is, it's just not me. I, I, just, I just can't see myself doing that. <laughs> the Holy Spirit will cause us to see ourselves doing things that we couldn't have ever seen ourselves doing amen, when we lay down who we are on the altar, amen, there will rise way more than when that little thing that we thought we were ever could be. Received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation that by word and deed, by word and deed, What's coming out of our mouth? What we're looking like. We might aim to bring others into harmony with him. Don't you like that? It becomes part of your heart. I don't know about you, but I need help with this sometimes. <laughs> Caring about people more than I care about something in my life, you know? I need the Holy Spirit because this is critical. I only have so much time on this earth. It could be tomorrow. Tomorrow. You know? Jesus can come back tomorrow. Right? We don't have a whole lot of time. I need the help of the Holy Spirit to be changed. To quit seeing myself the way I've seen myself. Amen? To start doing stuff that I could never see myself doing. It was God, personally present in Christ, Reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. Not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them. And committing to us the message of reconciliation. Of the restoration to favor. This is upon us. Ouch. We need some help, don't we? This is wonderful. Because this takes the self-consumption side out of it. To where somebody needs me to know the Lord. Somebody needs me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? It doesn't elevate me above anybody. It, may, it turns me into a servant of them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, Debbie. Praise uh, the Lord. The Lord
1: got me up early this morning and basically kind of preached your sermon to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of a confirmation for your sermon. Not that you need that, but you're getting one today. Yes. Basically, he, he was telling me, but he said it was for the whole church that it's like a new you. But it's not new because it was in you all along, But it's got to come out now. Yeah. We have to be the feet and the legs and the arms of King Jesus. Amen. We, we have to be what you said today. We have to be. We have to get out of ourselves and become what He is calling us to be. Amen. And we can't fall back on timidity or that's not my calling or that's just not me. Yeah. Those excuses yes. do not work anymore. Right. It's time. Amen. It is time. Yeah. It is time. Amen. It's now.
0: Amen.
1: And we have to be what He has called us to be both individually and corporately. Yeah. We have to step out of ourselves and step into the Holy Spirit and Amen. let Him flow through us. Yes. So I'm going to make some declamations and some proclamations and I'm asking you to get in agreement with me. Because yes. this is what the Lord is calling us to do. And I declare right now that we will be what God is calling us to be, yes. both individually and corporately. Amen. We will not hold back. We will not operate of past failures or past fears or past past. Yes. We will operate in today, in Him, what He is calling us to do and to be. Amen. And this is an individual thing and a corporate thing. We have to be that body that he was talking about we have to do what God has called us to do so we set our will to be in his perfect will we set our will to be what you have called us to be in every area of our life not holding back in any area but to be what you have called us to be importantly individually and corporately
0: yes amen amen thank you Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad she responded? That was by the Holy Spirit. That was a demonstration of that. I just encourage you. You know, uh, obviously, she didn't wait to get to church today to have an ear to the Holy Spirit. And, and all of us, you know, I, I believe this is all of us. The more we come with a, with a word from God ourselves he'll give them to us. The more we're, we're reception, we're walking in that. We're saying, fill me now, Lord God. What he's going to do is he's going to cause that to take place. That we are going to take our place in this body the way we need to. You know, it's really hard to become critical of a body that you are serving. You know, that you're you're taking care of. Amen? And, and uh, so I encourage that was, that was great, but I want you to know that you have that same uh, direction from the spirit that was that was the ministry of reconciliation coming through and it's for each one of us amen it it, it's not going to necessarily look you know i I liked what uh lindsey was was talking about here this morning uh our perception of jesus is is in need of adjustment our perception of each other is in need of adjustment amen and the holy spirit is our helper in all of this. The more we get into the Holy Spirit, the more He's going to make this happen in our lives. We don't just do it out of our own will. We get that power from Him. Amen.